of Teenage Dirtbags. Um, this is Carly, and today I have the most specialist guest in the whole world. She is known for many things, such as uh, Big Brother Canada, and Suits, and uh, the Brazil Olympics. Everybody, welcome Maddie Zaku Hellis. <laughs> Oh my god, I like that you improvise the things that I'm known for. <laughs> the most random things. Hey, guess what? I'm the special guest today because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but I made it. You did. And I'm going to give myself 500 points for that because I fucking deserve it right now. <laughs> I was not expecting you to be up for the challenge this week, but here you are. You're a champ. Here I am. Um, I'm running on very little sleep, so let's see if this, if my energy soars or flounders. <laughs> well, I think I'll be, I'll think I'll be energized because, you know, when you're at that level, that stage of like extreme exhaustion, exhaustion, you just become a crazy person. So here's hoping that I become a crazy person. But we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. We'll just say it. Uh, I have a child now. <laughs> um, <sighs> we're not going to go into it very much, but it's funny because... Oh, also, I mean, more importantly, uh, last week we skipped the week. Yes. Obviously. So sorry about that, everyone. But it was a busy week, so fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you guys care. <laughs> I got several angry emails. You do, oh, from listeners? Yeah, from diehard fans. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> to your personal email. Yeah, it was actually just my mom. Just saying, Right. where's the app? So she didn't tell you in person. She emailed you. Yeah, she did. Okay, cool. That's good. <laughs> Wendy, I'm so sorry. Um, so anyway, I have a child now. We're not going to, we're not going to, we don't need to get too much into it because it's a lot harder than we need to get into but the thing that's kind of funny is that last week was supposed to be juno so now it's obviously going to be this week and clearly that works quite in tandem with each other that's kind of funny yes well i planned that on purpose well no i know but like if if it had been last week if it had worked out that this episode came out last week i wouldn't have had a child yet right right true that's what i mean i see because as of the day that this episode comes out he is one week old on this day Right. Okay, so I was actually going to ask if his birthday was a Wednesday or a Thursday. It's a Thursday. I had to think for a second. It's a Thursday. Thursday, November 12th. Okay. Uh, he was, he was, he made his appearance. <laughs> his name is McCartney. <laughs> and uh, he's pretty cool, but he's loud and doesn't like sleep. So I'm tired. But anyway. Wait, can I ask you one more question? First of all, what? I want to congratulate <laughs> you and Mike. It's very exciting. And second of it's all, something. I haven't met McCartney yet. I plan to very soon. But from the photos I've seen, I want to <laughs> confirm something. Okay. Very important. Is your child a ginger? Okay. Do you know what's so funny is I don't know. I oh. didn't think so. And then somebody was like, look at his red hair. And I was like, what? Really? And I didn't really notice that. And I was like, oh, I guess. It's kind of like blonde. It's blonde-ish. It's light. Yeah. It's very light. Um, but maybe it's because I would love if it became ginger. Oh, my God. I would be so excited. I know. Well, in some of the photos, he looks like he has red hair. So I want to confirm in person. Yeah, you'll have to be a judge of that on your own. Yeah. But anyway. That's that. Um, how are you? <laughs> What's going on in your life? Well, I have not given birth to a child, so anything I say will be very lame. Uh, but that I'm, can't be true. Well, I'm in school, and I'm very busy with school, and I'm also writing. 
I just got hired, actually, you would be interested in this. I got hired recently to write a true story about a stalker. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. That yeah. sounds amazing. So that'll be fun. It'll be a little different than my usual Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, speaking of which, um, I watched Midnight. Mike and I both watched Midnight at the Magnolia. At, what's it called? Midnight. I can't get the title right for some reason. Midnight, Midnight at the Magnolia. Magnolia. Yes. Midnight Magnolia. It's Mid- not Midnight at the Magnolia. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I was right. You, you screwed me up. Okay. Anyway, we watched it, and I was texting you through the whole thing, as you yes. know. But for the listeners, it is like it's clearly cheesy. I mean, it's not gonna. It's not advertised in any other way. Yes. But Mike and I loved it. I am not <laughs> effing kidding you. It got me in such a good Christmas. Ah. Like, not even, no, not Christmas spirit. It didn't get me into Christmas spirit. It got me in, like, a, um, just, like, winter. Yeah. General winter Like a cozy spirit. hot chocolate spirit. Yes, exactly. Anyway, it and it really made me want to watch, like, just every single one of them yeah. that exist. And by that, I mean Christmas and holiday movies. So, I'm going to, that's going to start with me very quickly, soon, rather. I'm going to start watching all the... Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, I guess I should say with that in mind that I want to thank the people that I actually did watch it. A lot of people watched it and it was like trending on Netflix in all sorts of different countries. And apparently it was the number one movie on Netflix on November 9th, which is random. That's amazing. See, you do have big things. Well, this is huge. Well, it's not as big as a baby, but it's something. And um, our, our baby is very big, too. <laughs> I know, I know. It's huge. Good for you. Good for you. Um, but I just, yeah, special shout out to, let me see here, uh, Becky and Matt from the UK. They were messaging me throughout their experience watching it, and that was really nice. <laughs> and um, I think our other listener, Lizzie, uh, she watched it too. She sent me a little message, so... Oh, thanks, people. That's so nice. It it's doing well, I think, and hopefully won't be the last movie that I write for Netflix. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, hopefully it's not the last movie I write. <laughs> well, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that no, it was great. It was super fun. I really liked it. Mike was absolutely convinced that the two fathers, because I mean, we, go watch it, but. There's the two best friends, the two main characters, Jack and Maggie. Their dads are best friends. Yeah. And Mike was convinced that they were going to end up as a couple. <laughs> the dads. He was like, they're going to reveal that they're gay. He's like, 100%. Yeah. He was just convinced. It was I'm actually, not saying whether it happens or not. You'll have to watch to find out. It was but actually, he was convinced. Well, this is kind of going to reveal the answer. But I actually, like, while I was watching it, I was like, I didn't write that these two end up together, but this is very suspicious. Because, like, (laughs) at midnight on New Year's Eve, like, a bunch of people kiss, as people do. And then the dads kind of lead into each other. And they, I I was, I was honestly like, are they about to kiss? (laughs) But they just, like. Oh, they just rewrite your. your (laughs) I know. I know. I was pretty sure at one point. But anyway, Anyway. it's super fun. Um, It's not on, if I. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not on Netflix Canada just yet, but hopefully soon. Maybe December. I don't know. Something like that, right? Who knows? They don't tell me these things. Yeah, whatever. You have nothing to do with it anyway. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get into this shit, shall we? Yes. Um, okay, well, this week we did the movie Juno, as we've already mentioned. And I will read you some facts. Great. Juno premiered December 25th, 2007, and it's rated PG-13. The director is Jason Reitman, the writer is Diablo Cody, and it stars Ellen Page, Michael Cera, Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman, and several others. The logline is, faced with an unplanned pregnancy, an offbeat young woman makes an unusual decision regarding her unborn child. Okay, um... (laughs) Yeah, I would have preferred if they said an up, or not upbeat, offbeat, or whatever they said, teenager. Yes, agreed. I think it's, I mean, yeah, she is a young woman, they're not wrong, but I think it's pretty important the fact that she's in high school. Yes. And, like, unable to care for this child. Not that people can't in high school, but she has chosen, or she has made the decision that she will not be able to, or whatever. 
I think that's pretty important that she's a teenager. I totally agree with you. I think it should have said teenager because an offbeat young woman makes it seem like she's like in her 20s. Yeah, and it just sounds like it's like Aubrey Plaza, like having a funny day. Yeah, <laughs> having a funny <laughs> pregnant day. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, a couple pieces of trivia. Uh, this movie won one Oscar. And Maddie, oh, I would writing, like you... writing, didn't it? Oh, I was going to oh, ask you to guess. I remember because it was for um, Diablo Cody, who wrote it, right? Correct, you win. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to try that again? Ask me the question. I'll pretend like I no, didn't just know the no, answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you got it right. It won for Best Original Screenplay, Diablo Cody's script. Do you know why I remember that? Is because that is, what year did you say this was? 2007 or something? Yeah, the end of 2007. That's about the year, just about that time, is when I started actually giving a crap about the Oscars. I used to watch them anyway, but in 2007 is when I actually, like, would try to watch as many as I could before and, like, um, put in good, like, properly guess, what's it called, like, the Oscar pool and that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. So 2007 might have been the first year I gave a crap, so that's why I remember that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Jennifer Garner, she dropped her A-list salary to a percentage point agreement for Juno when it was expected to be a small, low-budget indie film, but the decision paid off because Juno became a breakout smash at the box office, giving Garner her best payday to date. What? Really? I guess just from, like, residuals and stuff. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, isn't she in, like, some really big things, but I guess... Okay. I know. Well, sure. I don't doubt. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. Good for you, Jen. Okay. I'm, I'll have a few more. Okay. So it was shot in 31 days. Um, it was the highest grossing film of all five Best Picture Oscar nominees. Was it? I didn't even remember it being up for Best Picture, but okay. Yeah. It had a lot of awards. Ellen was up for Best Actress. Um, yeah. Jason Bateman and Michael Cera worked together previously, playing father and son in <gasps> Arrested Development. I didn't even put that together that's so funny because when i wrote that down i was like oh that's so obvious like i was gonna skip it oh i didn't even put it it didn't even it didn't even register to me i don't know why that's so funny um this is second last piece of trivia it's an interesting thing that has come to fruition in the last few years that people have um criticized this movie for but i'll just read it Um, In an interview with The Guardian in May 2018, writer Diablo Cody said that one thing she would have changed with the film is to make it clear as to why Juno chooses not to have an abortion. She said it was simply because she did not want to. Um, She also went on to to say that the fact that some people have interpreted the movie as a pro-life or anti-choice movie is upsetting. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, so... Hold on, which part? So people, I people, okay, people interpret this movie as a pro-life movie, anti-abortion movie. Yes. That's what you're saying. And, and Diablo yeah. Cody is upset about that. Yes. Or not upset, but says it's unfortunate that that's what they're getting from this. Yeah, because, because Diablo Cody is pro-choice. So Right, I see what you're saying. Interesting. Oh, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't interpreted that movie the movie as that either but i mean obviously i don't pay attention to things like that (laughs) well you know a lot of christians are known to interpret things the way they want if you get my drift i do um okay the last piece of advice is this movie was made the last piece of wait hold on you just said the last piece of advice (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i said that the last piece of trivia (laughs) i wonder why i said advice it's so weird Oh, my brain. Okay, this, oh, God. this movie was made for $7.5 million, and it made $230 million. Can you just envision for one moment $230 million? I know. American dollars, presumably? Well, yeah, I, thought, I think that's worldwide gross, but still, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, I will never see money like that in my life. That's Not even the $7 million. Hello, what am I talking about? $230 million. Why am I so obsessed with money right now? I don't know why I'm focusing on this. Maybe McCartney will be a prodigy and he'll make you millions. Honestly, at this point, that better be the case because (laughs) 
<laughs> He's got to make himself worth it. That's for sure. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm joking, everybody. Relax. Calm the fuck down. Relax. Um, had you seen this movie before? Yes, I had. I actually have a memory of my sister-in-law saying to me over the Christmas holidays of 2007, um, she said, I really want to see that movie Juno. And I was like, what? I've never heard of it. And then she showed me the trailer and I was like, oh, I'm going to love that movie. And then I saw it and I loved it. There you go. That's fun. That's a good memory. Yeah, people also, when that movie was really popular, um, people would say that I reminded them of Juno in in my high school. See, I mean, I can understand that in the sense that like you're like an alternative person to the normal to the norm i guess but juno is quite annoying <laughs> like a lot of the things she says i'm like okay we get it you're quirky right and i don't that's just not something that like she feeds off the fact that she's quirky and i don't think that but like i mean even looking at you right this second i can see you're in like a dark plaid um what do i say shirt <laughs> 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 Goodbye, everybody. Um, like you dress like you have the alternative offbeat look of her. I guess but so. I would not say you remind me of the character because she's fucking annoying. I think in my high school, because everyone was just like wearing Hollister and Abercrombie, it'd be like yeah. any any character that was like kind of different or like that's what I mean. Liked music, they were like Carly. You're just like her, right? <laughs> and I'm like somebody okay. who's not like yeah. Okay, I get that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Everyone was like, you're just like that character, the the one that is Amber Tamlin. Oh, um, yeah, her name what's is. her name? I forget. Yeah, because she has a video camera and yeah, she and like, I'm like, records things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you take away the fact that she like videotapes things and she dresses kind of alternative, like I'm nothing like her. She's like honestly the, the grumpiest, most cynical person yes. on earth. Well, she's also very, she, her and Juno are very similar. They're ve- everything is like, you know, quirky sayings and cynic and. I don't grumpy. think Juno's exactly cynical. Oh, I think she is. Oh, really? I totally think she is. Yeah. I think she's sure. like oddly naive and optimistic. I disagree with that. Really? Okay. All right. I do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I, my first note is. No, well, bitch. Hey, bitch. No, ask me if I've watched oh, it. How I'm dare. so sorry. I'm so sorry. How dare you? I always do that, don't I? It's okay. Guess what? Shockingly, I have seen it, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing I want... I, I don't remember when I saw it. I've seen it a hundred times. The only thing I wanted to bring up about it is that... That makes me think about it all the time. Is um, that I in... Hold on. University in second year, I want to say second or third year university um i'm sorry yeah second year it was definitely second year i uh i didn't it was halloween and we didn't have anything i was like oh my god i didn't have anything to wear and i just happened to have an orange and white horizontal striped shirt and i was like i can make this work and i made i i didn't make a juno costume i wore that shirt with like a fucking jeans and a pillow in my shirt and i was juno and it still to this day is one of my favorite Halloween costumes I ever did. And then I repeated it in fourth year. And my f- roommate at the time was Polly Bleeker. And they were two, like, those are the best costumes. So I've done Juno Halloween costumes. And it makes me very proud. And that's my story. Okay. I appreciate that story. However, the fact that you weren't Juno this past Halloween is a real, real bummer. You're right. And the only, well, first of all, who was I going to show? Because I was by myself. Well, I was with Mike, obviously. We were at home. Who cares? But who also, cares? if I had, now, if I had gone to work, but I wasn't working at that time, I had already been put on, uh, not put on, gone on maternity leave. But if I hadn't, that would have been amazing. Mike should have been Polly Bleeker, this little short shorts. I know. See those legs of his? Mm. I know. It would have been really good. But uh, also, I was. Well, clearly not because I didn't give birth for two almost two weeks later. But I was ready to burst on I Halloween. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if that would have been. It would have been very funny if I showed up at the hospital dressed as Juno, uh, <laughs> about to give birth. That would have been really funny. Anyway, let's amazing. get to the. It would have been so funny. Let's get to this movie. Um, go okay. ahead, tell me your first note. That's so important. 
Oh, okay. Well, it's just a generic note. Is that I love the opening scene. It's very iconic. I said the same. The little animation, the song. That, what is it? It's like if I was a flower growing wild and free, when I run up under and me, my sweet It really sets the tone up for the movie, and you're just like. You're ready for this movie. If you're not into the opening sequence, turn this movie off because it's not going to be for you. Yeah, it's it definitely gives it, um, it sets up the tone for sure. It's very indie, very um, indie, you know. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> very delicious. For sure. That's my same, I have this exact same first note. Um, I love it. And then we meet <laughs> Dwight, a.k.a. Rain Wilson. We meet Ain. I just called him Rain Wilson, who is the convenience shop cashier worker, yeah, mm-hmm. person man, and Juno uh, walks in, and she is holding a giant thing of orange juice, of Sunny D or whatever, and she needs another pregnancy test, and he's like, "Flip the noggin, bro," or whatever. They all have quirky. Every line is a quirky one liner yeah. that everyone quoted for the rest of the fucking year. Um, yeah. what does he say? He says something like, there's no race in this, there, uh, it's not an etch-a-sketch. Oh, fuck, what's the line? I know, that's a really famous line he says. Let me, let me look it up. Okay, so I'll just base, uh, go to what he, basically what the point of, oh my god, I can't form a sentence. I'll just say what I was gonna say, is she comes into the convenience store, she's got a, um, she's getting another pregnancy test. He's like, Oh, third pregnancy test in an hour or whatever. And she's like, the other two weren't clear. And she goes to the bathroom. She comes out and she's like looking at it with him. And I was like, God, she's being very open about this for a teenager who's potentially pregnant. But anyway, not that she shouldn't be open, but it just was funny. And, uh, I want you to say the quote. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Oh, it went away. How do I see the chat? Oh, there. So the, oh no, show messages. Here we go. So the the quote is, uh, so she's standing at the counter with him. She's looking at the thing and she's kind of shaking at the pregnancy test. And he goes, that ain't no etch-a-sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid, home skillet. And, uh, I'm sorry, I don't sound like Green Wilson when I say <laughs> it. But uh, that's what he says. And it's, everything is just, every line, it's such a perfect opening, not an opening line, but line that kind of, dictates what every fucking line in this movie is going to be like it's all quirky one-liners i think yeah do you think that diablo cody was inspired at all by napoleon dynamite it feels very napoleon dynamite-ish in some respect yeah i wouldn't be surprised the one-liners the quirky one-liners i it yeah for sure there's even that one (laughs) character in their class who looks exactly like napoleon dynamite he's like Becky, get off the rag. Or whatever. I don't even remember, honestly. I wasn't focusing on the people I literally just watched it today, so it's very clear. Um, Uh, I see. Okay, so she's pregnant. She took 500 pregnancy tests. She calls her friend on her hamburger phone, which I love her hamburger phone. I want her hamburger phone. I had a French fries phone. (gasps) Do you still have it? I don't know. I So... I had the, like, I don't think it was specifically McDonald's, but it looked like a McDonald's fries, like the red cardboard with French fries. And um, I remember plugging it in in my room all the time. I don't remember if it actually ever worked, but I remember desperately wanting it to. And I'm it's something that I feel like my mom would not have gotten rid of. She got rid of a lot. My mom got rid of a lot of stuff, but she also kept things. She's a genius. She knew what stuff I might want later and kept yeah. really good stuff. However, I've never seen this again. Mm. But it might be somewhere in a random box. But I did have a French fries phone. Do you think there's a technology out there where you can connect a phone like that somehow to your cell phone so that when your cell phone rings, the phone will ring as well? Yes, because probably, or at least there will be, because remember there was those, um, there were those handheld phones like a home phone yeah. that you could plug into your iPhone your iPhone or your cell phone whatever because people like didn't like how to hold a, a smartphone <laughs> so they would buy these handset things that plugged into your phone so you could talk on your phone with a phone anyway I don't know well all right. I'll look into it 
please do. And please report back. I feel like what you're describing is not what I want, though. I don't want, like, my cell phone to be, like, plugged in to this other phone. Oh. They're just, like, beside each other. That's lame. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to that one. All right. Um, so she tells she tells Polly Bleeker, who is played by Michael Sarah, who is who the father is, who is who is father is father. <laughs> um, I've lost my fucking mind. Okay? So yes. She tells Polly Bleeker, who is the father, and he is. I mean, if anybody knows who Michael Sarah is, which should be everybody, he's the most the epitome of an awkward, lanky teenager right yeah and so she tells him in a very quirky way she like sets up the chair the like armchair recliner that they had had sex in mm -hmm. on a rug like she basically makes a living room setup on his front lawn for when him when he comes out she's like sitting there and she's yeah. like pretending to smoke a cigar or whatever she's just everything is fucking quirky everything is quirky <laughs> And he comes out, she goes, I'm pregnant, home, duty, Bob, or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and he's obviously, like, terrified. Um, but he kind of takes it a lot better than I would expect a teenager to. But also, she's taking it a lot better than I would expect a teenager to. Well, like, if I was a teenager and I found out that I was pregnant, first of all, I wouldn't be alone in a convenience store without my parents. Like, my mother... Or I don't know if it would be my mother or my best friend or whatever. I don't know what it would be. But I'd be probably, if I was a teenager, I'd probably be with someone being like, oh, my God. Um, but yeah. then she, like, when she finds out, she's very much like, oh, that's, I guess I should tell him. Yeah, I like, find it interesting. Mm -hmm. Everyone in this movie handles it very well. Like, even her dad is like, well, all right. And then the stepmom's just I'd like, like okay. I'd like to think, yeah. Well, I, I actually wrote that down later about their... Um, reaction and I'll go more into it then but I actually really love their reaction but in terms of the teenagers like I so okay here's my next question did was in your high school was anyone ever pregnant yes or yeah well yeah we had a, a you obviously don't don't tell us like you don't have to tell us who it was well or what your child's name is now Carly <laughs> I wish uh, um <laughs> Yeah, so there's like they blah, 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 blah. there was a course in my high school called like I don't know how to be a mom. What is that course called? Oh, um, uh, family studies or something. Something like that. Oh Basically, no, um, uh, yeah. Okay, I don't even mean home ec. I don't know. No, it's yeah. not home ec. Cause home ec, you learn how to like cook and sew. And this one, it was specifically like how to take care of a child. You guys had that in school. Yes. So I took it because I was like. This is going to be the easiest class ever because you just hold, like, a mechanical baby that cries and stuff. And you have to, like, right. feed it and, like, hold it and change its diaper. And, like, I guess it, like, records what you're doing. And so the teacher can, like, take out the, like, SD card and see how well you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, on my first day of class, um, it was, like, there was, like, six of us. I realized I was the only one in the class who wasn't pregnant. <gasps> so... Oh. I transferred out because I didn't feel comfortable about it. Like, I just felt like, oh, like, these girls are, like, legit needing to learn. And I'm just like, easy marks. So I took something else, like crafts or something. But oh with all that to say, well, I don't even remember what the original question was. Oh, there were girls pregnant. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So there was one girl in my grade who I was friends with as a kid. And then we grew apart or whatever. And she was pregnant in high school. And I just realized the other day. That she now, she's our age, she has a 10-year-old. Okay, well, first of all, depending on when in high school, because for me, I graduated 13 years ago. Right. So, so she would, me, she would, would have like it. a, yeah, she would have like 11 or 12-year-old now. Yeah. Wow. It's wild. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a real human. That's a person who could go get a job, almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane did oh my god did you have any um pregnancies we had one that i know of um and she dropped out and left i did not know I, i've never spoken to her in my entire life she was kind of like one of the i don't know we just weren't in the same friend group but anyway and it's funny because in grade 12 
we had to do a documentary for our um, media studies class. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, it, that's hard to find something that's interesting, right? And so uh, you, you were all in pairs and you did whatever. You could choose whatever you wanted. And my cousin and I did one about rumors and, like, gossip. Yeah. Uh, Helene, who I talk about often, and I can't remember who was in her group. I think it was a girl named Steph. Anyway, they did one about the Christmas uh, Santas at the mall. And then two other people who were very good friends with this girl did one about teen pregnancy, which, not to be controversial, sounds like it could be very interesting. They did, It was the most boring. It was just a movie about their friend. It was so stupid. But anyway... Uh, so that's the only one I know about. There was, there were a couple of people who I found out about later who had had abortions. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I, they were all people that I'd, I got acquaintances, didn't really yeah. know. Of, I knew of them, like nobody, I didn't really know many of them. I had a really close friend of mine in, I think it was grade 10. Yeah, it was grade 10. And she thought she was pregnant. And she asked me if I could go to Shoppers Drug Mart. And get a pregnancy test because she was too scared to do it herself. So I did. Oh I was so uncomfortable buying this thing. Like the lady was literally like, I like I probably still had braces on, and the lady oh like looked at me like, uh oh. So then she came over to my house and she did it, and then we're just like counting down the minutes or whatever. Obviously she didn't get pregnant, but I was like, this is so intense. And then I have an- I had another friend actually who, in college had an abortion and that was interesting because it was like very emotional I think just in terms of like even even if you're like really pro-choice or whatever I think it's still it's like a tough subject for sure oh yeah it's it's I mean it's yeah it's all everything about being pregnant giving birth whether it's abortion adoption keeping the baby all everything is such an emotional um, and mental and physical yeah. change. For sure. And, uh, yeah, it's cra- It's a fucking crazy thing <laughs> to go through. Who would do this? Oh, God. Could you ever imagine, <laughs> I know that you've only been a mom for, like, a week, but could you ever imagine, like, getting pregnant and then deciding to give it up for adoption? Like, you go through the whole thing just to be like, here you go. I've always thought about that. Uh, not, not, like, I wasn't considering it, but when... <laughs> Like when I thought when I was younger and when I thought about like the things of either keeping a baby abortion or or adoption or whatever the options are, I always didn't understand. I understand people giving up for adoption. I shouldn't say that. But I I found it very hard to relate to that concept because I was like, I know that pregnancy, not now, I'm talking about before I was ever pregnant. I was like, I know that pregnancy is hard. It's got to be. It can't be easy. So I would imagine that going through that for nine months and then not, I don't want to say this is going to sound so bad, but not have anything to show for it has yeah. got to be so hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's got to be just such a mental and, like I said, emotional and physical change of yeah. everything. Um, but it's, so I, I can't, I don't know. I don't think I'm strong enough to do it. I think it takes a very strong person. And I don't think I'm strong enough to do that because yeah, pregnancy is fucking hard, man. <laughs> Birth is hard. Labor is hard. It's all very hard. I can't imagine doing that either. I can totally see being pregnant and not having the ability to or want to be a mother mm-hmm. at that time in your life. I can see that. Um, and I can see you wanting to find another way there's options and one of the options is adoption great i get it it's just pregnancy is hard and it would be very difficult to give it away after that's all i'm saying yeah for me i like when Um, juno uh at first juno is going to get an abortion and then her friend is like where are you gonna go and she's like i'm going to women now because i think they help women now (laughs) yeah <laughs> Again with the quirky one line. I know that line's really funny though. The way she delivers it is it really is funny. funny. She does look. Is this the first Ellen Page like this rocketed hit her into stardom? Did it not? Yeah, actually, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, she recently was on Mark Maron's podcast WTF, and if anyone yeah. feels like listening to it, it's actually a really, really good interview. But she sort of talked about how uncomfortable she was 
with the fame that came from Juno. One, mm. just because she was just genuinely, like, uncomfortable. The other thing is that she was in the closet at the time. So she just mm. felt like she had all this pressure to, like, have a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And But her and Michael Sierra, they both, like, got really freaked out by the fame from this movie. And they've kind of both, like gone a little bit more into like what what am i trying to say like they're not as they they're not in um the public eye yeah yeah for sure no it's i mean it did it fucking it just shot them into crazy crazy stardom for sure it was insane um so right like right away she her first thing is that she wants to get an abortion or her first immediate thing is she's going to get an abortion like you said but she chickens out when she goes to the abortion clinic um there's like this girl who goes to her high school who's like sitting outside protesting by herself yeah and then she goes in and the um god receptionist just kind of like turns her off of this whole situation and she decides I'm I can't do it so she decides that she's going to find a couple for uh, adoption. Correct. Or a couple to adopt the child. So this is where she has to tell her parents because it's not as, like, obviously, if she has the abortion, it'll be done and she could probably hide it a bit better. But if she's going to go through with the actual pregnancy, her parents will figure this out eventually. So she has to tell them. And her parents are played by J.K. Simmons and freaking Allison. Oh my god, I just like it just blanked my mind. Janie. Allison Janney. Yeah. And it is they are the most perfect. I think they're fantastic. Yeah. So it's her Allison pl- Janney plays her stepmom if we're going to be specific. Um and they take it really well. They're obviously like the dad is like this very hard-edged man and he is very much like I like, kind of pissed off and annoyed about it, but also at the same time you can't get angry about it. I mean, you can, of course, but like there is a certain type of um, understanding and like help that is needed for a teenager who is pregnant and they play it off so well. I think yeah. they're obviously freaked out. I'm sure they're a lot angrier than they're letting Juno know, but to her face, they are disappointed, but they're like ready to help, which I really liked. I thought they did it really well yeah and after juno tells them the dad's like i'm gonna go over and punch that bleaker kid in the wiener and then <laughs> allison janey's character is like you know this wasn't his idea so it's kind of like this yeah. underlying thing where they know juno's a bit of a she's just a little bit unpredictable she walks to the beat of her own drum exactly. she's so quirky and unique <laughs> she does whatever she wants <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If she wants to have sex with Polly Bleeker, she's going to make Polly Bleeker have sex with her. Well, okay. That sounds a little strange. <laughs> that, was, that was worded really strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so they're looking through the, um, the Penny Saver, which is the newspaper. They find Vanessa and Mark, who are played by Jason Bateman and Jennifer Garner. And they seem like the most idyllic couple to adopt hmm. so they go and meet them um of course the parents go with her i can't remember if both parents go with I her i think just, just the dad the dad so the dad goes and takes her to vanessa and marks they live in this beautiful house they are probably like i don't know late 30s early 40s uh yeah they're, something like that yeah they're you know they're not teenagers they're and not 20 year olds they're adult real people who own a house and have a job and a salary trying to adopt this child they are great and juno and mark immediately in this first meeting it's all quirky everything is fucking quirky that juno does she's like can i get the fucking like where's the shitter or whatever she says she says something (laughs) like and they they go oh the bathroom's over there and of course she like wanders through their house and ends up in like the the most random room. room yeah the music room, which is Mark's music room. Yeah. And they immediately develop this incredibly inappropriate friendship. Um, yeah, she's all like, oh, I prefer a Gibson over a Fender. And he's like, whoa, you got to listen to Sonic Youth. And she's like, Sonic Youth? What about 
the monkeys or whatever. Like, they're just like... The monkeys! <laughs> what did she say? I forget the band she says. The monkeys! I, oh, my God. <laughs> I think she God. says Patty Smith. I don't know. I don't remember, but... The point is, is that, like, it's not that it's necessarily inappropriate. It's from the get-go. But the way, like, the way that they're, like, arguing about what guitar is better yeah. is clearly flirtation. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I don't think on her end because I don't think she gets it because she's a teenager yeah. and she's like literally just like saying things. And I did the same thing. Like, I remember there were times where I would say things to guys um, and then like my friends would be mad and they'd be like, you're flirting with him. And I'm like, what? But it's because I wasn't I was I, I guess I was if, if, if someone watched, you probably would think I was. But it was because I was like trying to start arguments with them. And I guess it turned out, in a, it, it seemed a flirtatious way. But when an adult 39-year-old man or whatever Jason Bateman's character is, is reciprocating. Yeah. It's a little bit Well, at first, at first it just seems like he is excited to talk about music with somebody who knows what they're talking about. But then sure. it gets, I don't know, at what, at what point <laughs> did you think to yourself, oh, maybe he's a little bit creepy? Oh, I didn't think he was creepy until later. Yeah. Um, but it was more of, I could relate to Jennifer Garner's character where she's trying to have this interview with the person who is potentially birthing their child. And he's upstairs playing guitar with her. And like, she's like, um, like not that they shouldn't bond. Cause of course they, they want to make, have her realize that they're good people and that she'll want to choose them but like this is not the time yeah like the dad is there there's a certain amount of time they have and he's upstairs playing guitar with her so that was where I could feel uncomfortable but the I didn't feel he was creepy until a little bit later yeah yeah I agree well she pops in because she just wants to show them an ultrasound picture and then yes. and then it's it's Al- and Vanessa's not there yeah and then it's Allison Janey's character who is like, you can't do that. You can't just pop in and, like, hang out with, like, a married guy. And that's when, like, my right. brain was like, oh, something weird's going to happen here. Um, so then, yeah, so then later in the movie, she, like, goes over and hangs out with him in his weird, creepy basement. And they start slow dancing. Oh, God. Yeah. They start slow dancing to, like, so she puts some song. Oh, my God. It's. Yeah. And I feel so bad for her because I genuinely don't think she realizes. I genuinely do not think her character realizes because she, this whole time, is, like, in love with Polly Bleaker still. Yeah. Um, so I re- I genuinely do not. I think she's excited that there's this, like, cool older guy yeah. who, not as interested in her, but who's like, oh, my God, this girl's so cool. She's in high school. Well, yeah, like, and I also think that she's oh just excited God. that she has found parents for this kid that seem yeah. like... Who are cool. Well, at least she thinks he seems cool. She thinks that Vanessa's uptight. Yeah. But as it turns out, Vanessa's actually great and he sucks because he tells Juno he's going to get a divorce, he's going to get an apartment downtown, and then he says to her, how do you see me? Yeah, oh, God. So so hold on. She's So he's saying, so they're over, and he doesn't do anything, like he doesn't kiss her or anything, but something... How, so however it comes up, she he says something like, oh, well, I'm leaving Vanessa. Um, and at this point, Juno has already decided that the baby is going to them. So she is devastated because that ruins, in her mind, that ruins this whole situation because she cannot give the baby to a broken... I mean, anyway, she's not going to give the baby to them or whatever. However it works, she panics. And she's like, no, no, you can't do that. You guys are supposed to have this child, blah, blah. And then he's like wait, how do you see me? Exactly like what you just said. And that is the creepy part. Yeah, so um, what do you think he means by that? Do you think he means, like, like are we going to, like, run off together? Uh, that's how I interpreted it. It's the most delusional fucking thing I've ever heard in my life because that's an insane... He goes from zero to 100 real fucking quick. Um, well, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just... It's so uncomfortable. It's confusing. Like, what... I just am curious, like, what's going through his mind? Because he doesn't want to be a dad... Yet, he seems to be into Juno, who's about to give birth. <laughs> Who is a child herself. So, he's going to be a father, basically, to his new girlfriend. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's... it's. I think the idea is that he just... 
he's just so afraid of being old that like the idea yeah. of like a teenage girl thinking he's cool is like the ultimate. The other thing I noticed is that at the beginning, I mean, granted, the first time we meet him is, is at a meeting where he's potentially going to like get an adopted whatever. Um, throughout the film, he's like kind of getting dressy down, down, down. Like by the end, he's in like a band shirt and like fucking gym shorts. Or yeah. whatever. Like he's it's he's by the end because at first they're such a preppy couple. They're such a very like straight laced preppy couple or they seem that way. And then by the end, he's like, like I said, he's in sweatpants and like. Yeah. Basically eating cereal out of the box. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Vanessa comes home in the middle of this. And as Juno is leaving, and Juno's clearly emotional. She's crying. She's freaking out. And Vanessa's like, what have you done? It's Juno leaves. And meanwhile, Juno um, confesses her love to Bleecker. Yep. Because this whole time, Bleecker's not really, like, that present. He's he's trying to be. He's not not being present. She, the the focus in the movie is at least a bit more on her relationship with Mark and Vanessa. Yeah. Um, so we don't see Bleeker all that much. But anyway, so, so she confesses his, her love to him. And then she kind of just has the baby. <laughs> is that not right? She has the baby. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she she goes into labor and has a baby boy. And one thing we should mention is that she drops off a note to Vanessa and Mark's house, but we don't know what it says. Yes. Until she has right. the baby. Um, and it's actually my favorite part of the movie is that you find out that yeah. the letter says, Vanessa, if you're still in, so am I. So. Yeah. And she has it framed. Vanessa framed it and puts it in the nursery, which I love. So Vanessa still gets to be a mom, which I love because it'd be so sad if. Her storyline was just like, well, your husband sucks and tried to leave you for a teenager. And then the baby that you were going to get is not allowed. Boop, boop. It would have been such a lame ending if it was like Juno and Polly Bleeker were like, let's be parents. Oh, my God. That would have been so stupid. Can you imagine? That's how most people would probably write this movie, which is why this movie is better than most. And that's why this movie won an Oscar for best writing and not uh, the other version that somebody would have written. And then the um, movie ends with a cute little song. They, Polly and oh, Juno yes. play guitar together and they sing. It's very quirky. If I haven't used that word enough, it's quirky. Well, it's also cute. It's cute. This That is cute. Okay. You're not very convincing, but okay. No, no, no. I really like that ending. I, In fact, I had that song. I used to have that song downloaded, like their version of the song on my iPod. Honestly, who, what person that is our age did not download that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Everyone That's thought they true. were so cool because they were like, I know who Kimia Dawson is or whatever, who sings like the beginning song. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know who that was, but all right, sure. And like the ending song. Anyway, I just remember it was like everyone thought yeah. they were so indie because they knew that song. It's very indie. It's very quirky. Um... So what did you think of this movie this time around? Okay. Well, I've seen this movie so many times that, like, I don't think I want to watch it again for at least 10 years. Okay. But um, I really did enjoy I I really, really enjoyed, now that I'm older, Jennifer Garner's performance in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I thought she was great. Um, I give it an eight. I think it's a really great movie. I've just seen it too many times to, like, properly enjoy it anymore. That's fair. What about you? I'm, sim- I'm similar to that. Like, I've seen it so many times. Um, I always have enjoyed it. But, yeah, it's 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 not that it's, like, tedious to watch. But at the same time, I'm like, it's tedious in a, in a sense that I'm like, because I've seen it so many times, I don't really want to take notes for this yeah. kind of thing for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy to have it on in the background, but taking notes is hard because I'm like, I already know, but then is that important? You know, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, that being said, I would probably give it an eight as well because all around it's a great movie and I love it. But I agree with you. I probably won't watch it for a little while. I actually really enjoy when we review movies that either I haven't seen or I haven't seen in a really long time. Me too. I like the ones that are like from the 90s where I haven't seen since the 90s and I'm like, why yeah. is friggin' Sarah Jessica Parker 
doing that. I don't know why Sarah yeah. has more fruits in it, but whatever. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> that was just a stupid example. Um, my Rotten Tomatoes guess is 89. Oh, wow. That's high. Yeah. Well, okay. I want to say 84. Okay. Okay, let's see. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. What is it? What is it? It's a 94. Yeah. I was going to say 92, but I thought that might be a little extreme. Wow. Well, that's good. I am on a roll. I'm winning all the time with the Rotten Tomatoes score. We didn't even mention that this movie is filmed in Canada. <laughs> ah, who cares? Everything's filmed in Canada. Wow. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> Um, what is happening next? Well, I, I have a crush. Do you have a crush? Oh my god, a crush. Oh my god. Um, my crush, do you know what my crush is going to be? My crush <gasps> is going to be Jerry Seinfeld because, um, today I was, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into this, but motherhood is fucking real. Like it's, what am I saying? Real motherhood the hardships of motherhood is really serious. And I was trying to find something to watch. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I wanted something that was really easy. And my mom was over and she was like, what about that comedians and cars show? And I was like, that is fucking perfect. And it's exactly yeah. what I wanted. And I think he's, I think I've mentioned this before. So my crush won't be Jerry. It'll be that show comedians and cars. It made me, it was exactly what I needed at the moment. Yeah. That's my crush. I love that show. It actually puts me in a good mood. It's just so delightful and yeah. enjoyable. Totally. Um, okay, I have a crush on a comedian, an Instagram comedian that I've recently found. And her name is Meg Salter or Stalter. Um, I think she's really funny. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she makes me laugh. Um... Well, after today, after this episode, there are four episodes left. I know. We're getting to the end. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, so there's, there are four episodes left um, of, of our beautiful little adventure together. Four official yeah. episodes. Like we've said, that could change. But anyway, we'll get it. Who knows? Um, yeah. Four official episodes. So the next episode is going to be, be the hot chick. I have I can't no movie I have not seen in forever. I can't wait. It's it's like Rachel McAdams' first big role. Yeah, yeah. I used to love this movie and quote it all the time with my friend Allie, but I'll tell you all about it next week. I think I've only seen it once, and it was like 15 years ago or whatever. Rob Schneider. You can't go wrong with Rob Schneider. Oh, you, you certainly cannot. Well, okay, anything else? I think that's it. We did it. Okay. You did it, Maddie. You got through I it. I did it. We did it. Um, thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for your... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Let me say that again. Thank you for... <laughs> thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme song. It's a beautiful theme song and it makes me happy every day. And check out our Instagram at Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. And goodbye. <laughs> what a sad <laughs> ending. I, I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep. Goodbye. Love you guys. Okay, good night.